God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND. Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. On very rare occasions, uh, I do not do my usual sign-on because I think that something is so serious in the news that it just it just doesn't deserve that kind of sign-on. And this thing that just happened in Wisconsin, I think, is that kind of situation. You know, folks, the, these, these leftists have really unleashed the hounds of hell. Now, I know there's a lot of things we don't know, and I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. Uh, the person that they've arrested, Daryl Books, is a person of interest. I don't know what that means exactly. So we can't say that he is the perpetrator, that he is the person who's done this. Um, but, but here is what I think I can say now, okay, without prejudging exactly who did this. What I can say is lawlessness is abounding. The, 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 what now amounts to almost two years of drumbeat against the police, against the country, against law and order. Everybody's racist. Everything is racist. The Kyle Rittenhouse outcome is racist and America's white supremacists and all of this stuff. And, 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 and the George Soros prosecutors releasing people, violent felons without bail. And just basically sounded the, the the whole thing of you don't you won't get arrested for shoplifting if you shoplift under a thousand dollars of merchandise and stores having to close down because they, there's nothing they can do about people walking in and taking whatever they want. And all the, the open borders and it, just on and on it goes. And to me, this sets the stage for this kind of behavior, whether it's this guy, Daryl Brooks, or not. It sets the stage for this kind of thing to happen. They are charging the atmosphere with this division, this hatred, this lawlessness. The criminal justice system is not fair anyway. And, and when people rob and loot and steal, they, it's, it's an act of of. of uh, revolutionary justice, I mean, just, just a bunch of nonsense. Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself against three bad people. One, a convicted child molester. Another, a, 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 uh, a convicted felon who had a firearm that he pointed at him. And yet we're, we're supposed to be angry at Kyle Rittenhouse because a jury of his peers found him not guilty by reason of self-defense. Oh, we're supposed to be angry at him. But the people who are murdering children, I got, just got the word today from my researcher, it, we're up to 236 murdered children in the inner cities of our country since the George Floyd debacle. How many of those people, those young people, do you think were murdered by police? Zero. How many of them do you think were murdered by white supremacists? Zero. But you don't hear about that, do you? No, 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 we don't we talk about that. Oh, no. 
Innocent children being murdered, well, that's just kind of, that's collateral damage. Oh, they weren't murdered by racists. They were murdered by other black people, uh, lawless criminals in these communities who are unleashed and allowed to run wild and just basically shoot up the community. Most of these murders go unsolved, by the way. So the people continue to roam these streets and commit more murders and commit more crimes. So here again, I can't say for certain, because we don't know yet, Daryl Brooks has not, to my knowledge, been charged with this crime as yet. And you all know the crime where he got into an SUV and drove into a Christmas celebration, killed five people, injured 40. Many of these children injured, I think some of them killed, or, or many of the people injured and killed were children. Some, there are several children in intensive care right now on, in critical condition. Some of the five people who were actually killed were children. So he went on an, un, an indiscriminate rampage, attacking innocent Americans, taking their lives, injuring them severely. You all know that their people, they'll never get over this. They'll never get this. This has he has traumatized people in a way that will be with them for the rest of their lives. Here's a little information about Mr. Brooks. Now, here again, we don't know yet whether Mr. Brooks is indeed the person who will be charged with this and then tried and, and found guilty. We just don't know that he has been arrested. There's only one person in the vehicle, apparently. So it does stand to reason that he is the suspect. They're not calling him that yet, but stands to reason that he is. So we shall see, okay? I'm not stating that conclusively because it hasn't been provided for us by the authorities conclusively as yet. He had two open felony cases. He had just been released on a $1,000 bail three days before this incident. No, no, folks, I'm not making that up. He had just been released. And by the way, do you know what he was on bail for? For unlawfully possessing weapons as a convicted felon. And, and by the way, he was on double bail. He, got, he had one charge pending. They gave him $500 bail. He went out and got in trouble again. They gave him $1,000 bail. He's still walking the street. His rap sheet goes back 20 years. You ready? He's a registered sex offender. He was convicted for possessing a firearm as a convicted felon. That means he was already a convicted felon, and then he was convicted for having a firearm as a convicted felon. He has jumped bail. He's been convicted of resisting arrest, interfering with police officers in the conduct of their duty. He's been convicted of felony strangulation, domestic abuse, reckless endangerment, battery, and on and on it goes. So here again, whether he is indeed the person behind that, the wheel of that SUV, seems likely that he is, but whether he is or not, it, this is indicative of what we're dealing with. And, you know, this is the thought I had, folks. You know, it is almost as if 
in every jurisdiction, every place where liberals are in charge, where they are governing, where they are mayors, they're the city councilors, they're the delegates, the state delegates. We call them delegates here. You may call them state representatives where you are or the state senators, wherever they are. They are the county commissioners. We call them county supervisors here in Virginia. You may call them county commissioners where you are, wherever they are. There is rampant lawlessness because they just don't believe they're, they're like Karl Marx. You know, Karl Marx did not believe that there should be a criminal justice system per se, because he felt that in capitalist countries, crime only represents capitalists trying to stop other people from doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's how crazy he was. And this man is out walking the streets. And it may turn out, it may turn out, let me couch that properly, that he has just killed five people and injured 40. And here I was thinking that a gun was the only way you could do something like that. Yeah, folks, it's not the instrument. It's the evil person in whose hands the instrument rests. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Harvard professor Steven Pinker has a simple explanation for why Republicans wanted to reopen the economy. Evangelicals were exerting an influence because they believe in an afterlife, which he said is a malignant delusion. It was a bizarre tweet, even for an atheist. Although many have answered his comment, I thought we might revisit it because you are likely to run into similar arguments. Pinker argued that belief in an afterlife devalues actual lives and discourages action that would make them longer, safer, and happier. Actually, just the opposite is the case. Evangelical Christians believe that we are created in the image of God. He has endowed us with purpose, meaning, and dignity. Christians have historically been a source for good. They believe that what we do in society has eternal consequences. By contrast, an atheistic view devalues life. If we're merely an evolutionary byproduct, where is human dignity? If we're the accidental result of mass plus energy plus chance plus time, where is there any meaning to life? Moreover, why should we even care what another person might think since our brain is just a meat computer with millions of neurons firing? There is no truth. There is no purpose. The Bible makes moral demands on us. Western civilization is based upon the Ten Commandments and other moral precepts. Civilized people obey these moral laws in order to have a better society. Atheism makes no demands on anyone because it rejects the idea of God and moral laws. I would argue that the denial of an afterlife is a malignant delusion. If there is no final justice, then wrongs will never be accurately judged. There is no God. There is no justice. There is no fairness. This is the sad, dark world of the atheist. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Go deeper on topics like you just heard by visiting pointofview.net. That's pointofview.net. This is Don Shank with today's global update from the Tide Ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide in the languages people were born to speak. After 75 years of global ministry, we at the Tide Ministry are so thankful for the way God has allowed us to experience the joy of seeing people around the globe find hope in Christ through our heart language radio programs. 
It is humbling to look back and see how much God has expanded our reach over the past 75 years, and we are determined to continue our mission for the next 75 years to come. At this time of year, when many are reflecting on what they have to be thankful for, we also express our profound gratitude for the saving grace of Christ and the opportunity to share that message through radio broadcasts all around the world. To learn how you can pray for and encourage the multitude of grateful people whose lives have been eternally impacted by hearing the good news of Christ in their own language, visit thetide.org. That's thetide.org. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. We're back uh, and dealing with this horrible Waukesha slaughter that's just taken place. By the way, you won't hear the outrage coming from the left on this. You won't hear the President of the United States suggesting that this person who they've arrested, Daryl Brooks, or that anybody else is a black racist or a BLM nutcase or, or anything like that. No, they'll be completely silent, but they were quick to de- condemn Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist and a vigilante and, and every negative thing you can mention, even though the trial made clear he was none of those things. He was not a vigilante. He was not a white supremacist. In fact, I said, I don't agree with him on this, but he says, I support BLM. And I don't believe he would make that up just to say that because he knows he'll have as many people disagreeing with him and maybe more than agreeing with him. And here they are painting a guy who's a supporter of BLM as a white supremacist, which just goes to show that, that truth bears no relationship whatsoever to these people and their views. But getting back to, to, to looking at this here again in the context of things that I often talk to you all about, with, with this guy's record, assuming for the moment that he's been arrested, assuming for the moment that he is ultimately charged, and we're going to find out, we may find out during my program whether they're charging him or not, but he does appear to be the suspect. They're only calling him a person of interest right now. But, you know, it it is almost as if they ask themselves, what can we do to hurt Americans? And and I'm serious. I know that sounds over the top, but, but it just, it feels to me like that's their analysis. What can we do to hurt Americans? What can we do to hurt the American people? What can we do to hurt the country? Because to me, that's the thread that goes through every crazy policy of the left. And as I said before, I don't think they could care less about black people, Hispanic people, what they choose to call people of color. I don't think they could care less. They care about their power. But I think keeping the American people... Um, 
in a, a, a crisis situation, keeping the American people, like you, you all are hearing about these mobs that are just going into stores now, just, just walking in and taking anything they want. I mean, all these stores are closing up in San Francisco because they simply can't withstand having people just walk in and steal whatever they want, knowing that the cops aren't going to come because it's nothing but a ticket if you're stealing less than $1,000 worth of goods. Who's punished by that? The people who need that store, the elderly people who want to go use it, uh, the people for whom it's a convenience, those stores are closing up. It, it really, it, that's the way it feels to me. It's like, well, what can we do to hurt them now? Because this lawlessness is, is, is definitely doing a tremendous disservice to the American people, not to mention getting people killed. As I said before, they want to rail about Kyle Rittenhouse acting in self-defense. And I've got a list of 236 innocent children murdered since George Floyd's situation happened. And, and you want to, they, they, they want to make statues of George Floyd, make him into some kind of hero and icon, which he's not. I've heard people say, well, Kyle Rittenhouse is no hero either. I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero particularly. I think he did what he needed to do to defend his life. I'm not going to put a statue up of Kyle either. But, but Kyle Rittenhouse is not a criminal. George Floyd was. And the, the policies of this administration, the policies of all of these leftists seem to be, how can we hurt you? I mean, think about the surge in crime right now. I mean, murders are 30%. And by the way, here again, 70% of those increases in murders are happening in the black community. So, so they're clearly not trying to look out for black folks. I mean, that's a joke. But they're, they're, they're certainly trying to sell people on it. But you know what? People are waking up. People are waking up. We had an election. Of course, you know about the election here in Virginia. But folks, this is something I didn't tell you about. I talked to a couple people about this this morning. We had a Republican win an election here in Virginia. Uh, a, a Republican happened to be an, a Republican of, of European ancestry. Won in a majority black Democrat district. Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, I think it's really two. One that's predominant, one that's, that's more mixed, but has a very, very large uh, black community in it, in which some of these candidates have done very, very well. Not that they won a majority, but they've gotten a very significant plurality, which put them over the top. See, people, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, you can fool some of the people some of the time, uh, some of the people all the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And sooner or later, people have got to look at this and say, hey, wait a minute. My children can't get educated. Uh, you can't walk the streets in safety. 
There are no jobs anywhere around here to be found because people are afraid to, to establish businesses here. And if anything, they're closing them up because of the shoplifting and the rioting and the looting and all the things that go wrong. And so I'm stuck in this, this ghetto, if you will. And I use that as a technical word, like the, like the, you know, the, 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 the Jews were stuck into ghettos. They were locked into ghettos, kept there. And so these people locked in ghettos and the Democrats come, come around election day like they've done something great for them. Oh, you got to vote for us. We increased your welfare check by 5%. Yeah, but my children are still not safe. They're still not educated. And, and there, there's no hope, no opportunity for any kind of upward mobility in the system that you've got them stuck in. But that's what they want. To be very honest, folks, I think that's what they want every American stuck in. Because then they can have absolute power over you. Well, look, there, there are lots of issues to, to talk about, but I'm, I'm, I'm in a thematic frame of mind right now. Let me add this. I'm reading a book, which I read in the ninth grade, believe it or not, um, called The Rise of Totalitarianism. Uh, don't necessarily recommend it. It's kind of a, it's, it's not an easy read. I'll put it that way. So if you're looking for a fun read, you know, don't, don't turn to this book. It's not, it's not exactly a fun read. Uh, I was at a, I was in a program for young scholars in the ninth grade that was held at Swarthmore College. And my advisor, a guy by the name of Jack Nagel, I'll never forget him, had me read this book and then write a report on it. And well, of course, he praised the report like, you know, I was just brilliant. And I, I look back on it and think to myself, I probably, probably didn't make a bit of sense what I said about that book because I probably, <coughs> excuse me, probably didn't understand very much of it. But believe it or not, here I am many, many, many years later reading that book. And you know, it has provided me some very interesting insights. And one of the things that she argues uh, in this book, um, her name is, is a little bit difficult. It's Hannah Arendt, A-R-E-N-D-T, Hannah Arendt, or Arendt, or something like that. But one of the things she points out is that when, in order for nations to become totalitarian, a cult-like mindset has to set in. Yeah, a cult-like mindset has to set in, in which people begin to accept things that are not part of the moral norm uh, and that not in, 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 in the normal course would not be accepted. She says this, this, is, this is part of the rise of totalitarianism. And she cites, of course, places where you see that happening. I mean, that's what communism does. It sets up a cult-like situation in which in order to be accepted, you must deny reality as you know it and accept reality as they dictate it. And then, of course, you know, the cult of, in communism, usually the cult of personality also becomes a factor, but but I, I I'm realizing that that's just another part of creating the cult. In order to create the cult, you've got to have someone who serves as kind of the god of the cult. 
And this is, this is what we see happening. Even after the, the verdict, a jury of his peers looked at all the evidence, found Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty, there's still, and all the evidence shows he was not a white supremacist, they're still calling him a white supremacist. They're still condemning him which means they don't believe in the criminal justice system of the United States of America unless it gives them the results that they want. Stand by, folks. We'll be back in a moment to take your calls. It's my turn. Here is your host for My Turn, Don Wildman. Paul writes in the book of Romans, For by the grace given to me I bid every one among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. Let me tell you a story. The young man walked into the service station. Seeing his friend who owned the station in the rear, he yelled out, Hey, Sam, how's business? And from the back of the station came the reply, As usual. Sitting down next to the phone, the young man yelled out again, Mind if I use your phone? No, go ahead and help yourself, came the reply. The young man picked up the phone directory, thumbed through his pages until he came to the correct page. Placing the directory next to the phone, he dialed the number. About that time, the owner of the station walked up and sat down next to him. How you doing with that new boat and motor, Bob? asked the owner. Folks been telling me they've been seeing a whole lot of old Bob Smith out at the lake hauling in the biggins. Sure sounds like you're getting your money's worth out of it, Sam continued. Bob's party on the other end of the line had answered, and by that time he held up his hand, motioning for Sam to be quiet. As Bob started talking, Sam noticed that he was disguising his voice to keep from being recognized. Wondering what it was all about, Sam listened closely to the conversation. Is this Woodruff's store? asked Bob in the disguised voice. From the other end came the reply, yes, it is. Could I speak to Mr. Woodruff, Bob asked in the muffled tone. This is Mr. Woodruff speaking, said the party on the other end. Uh, Mr. Woodruff, I was wondering about a possible job with you. Several months ago, I saw an ad of yours in the paper where you said you needed someone to work there in your store as a salesman. I have some experience as a salesman, and I believe I could do you a top-notch job, Bob said as he continued to use the fake voice. I'm sorry, Mr. Woodruff replied, but the job has been filled for about six months now. A fellow by the name of Bob Smith contacted us, and we hired him right away. Is that right, Bob continued? Sure hate that. Would have loved to have worked for you. Maybe this Bob Smith fellow isn't doing too well, and you could let him go and let me have that position, Bob asked while Sam stared at him with puzzlement. No, I'm afraid I couldn't do that, Mr. Woodruff replied. Bob Smith's doing us a real fine job. Fact about the business is that he's one of the best salesmen we've ever employed. Well, I appreciate talking to you, Mr. Woodruff, and I may call you again in the future, Bob said as he hung up the phone. Now, Sam couldn't wait to ask the question. What in the world were you doing? I thought you'd been working down at Woodruff's for about six months now, said Sam. I have, said Bob. Then why in the world did you call about a job and talk in an unnatural voice, asked Sam. Well, Sam, said Bob, you might say I was just checking up on myself. You know, I guess that's something we all need to do pretty often. 
This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. We're back. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And folks, let me take a moment here uh, because I believe this is the final day to talk about Operation Christmas Child. So if you've gotten your shoebox ready, uh, this is the final day to get your shoebox to your destination. And if you don't know where to take it, you can go to samaritanspurse.org OCC. You know what to put in it. You know, stuffed animals, hygiene items, uh, toys that you think they might find interesting, uh, a cloth- clothing that you might find uh, to, that you think a, a young child would need. Uh, you, you, can, you can just use your judgment about that. School supplies. Yeah, let's not forget school supplies. But, but whatever you do, uh, l- let's, let's try to be a blessing to these children. Put them in a shoebox. Too late to order one now. You just have to grab one from your own supply of shoeboxes. And uh, maybe your church is picking them up. On, maybe your church is seeing to it that they get to their proper destination, or maybe you have to do that yourself. Go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to determine exactly where those need to be taken. It's the Christmas season is upon us. And, you know, the, these folks out there, and I think it's pronounced Waukesha um, in Wisconsin, and they're out there enjoying the season, and, and along comes some evil, wicked individual who decides that he is going to use an SUV as an instrument of murder, kills five people, injures 40. Uh, this stuff is just... It's, it's just beyond the pale. And I know some people might say, well, you know, you can't really blame Joe Biden for that. I don't blame him for it directly, but I do blame him and his party for setting a tone in this country of division and hostility and anger and hatred and, and a suggestion that the criminal justice system per Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't work and releasing criminals back out into the streets and trying to put people like Kyle Rittenhouse in prison. I mean, the guy who was part of breaching the Capitol's got 41 months in jail. This guy, who may or may not have been behind the wheel of that SUV, was a convicted felon with multiple counts, including violence, felony strangulation, possession of a firearm, and a bunch of other things. He's a a registered sex offender, so he actually committed violent sexual crimes, and he's out. So is the criminal justice system just punishing people who aren't on the right side of the ideological spectrum? Or is its job to make sure that the American people are safe from those who would prey on us? It's supposed to be the latter. But I think that with the left, no, it's, it's, it's an instrument of political retribution from their perspective, not an instrument of protecting the American people, because I just don't think they care what happens to the American people. I really don't. At that point, at this point, I am becoming fairly solidified in that viewpoint. That they just don't care. 
What happens to you, what happens to me, is just not, it's not particularly relevant. Um, by the way, for all, I've been meaning to mention this, and I've got a moment to do it. For all my Texas people down there, you realize that Beta O'Rourke is running for governor, yes, running for governor of Texas, and that he is not backing off on his determination to confiscate your AR-15s. Oh, yeah. And he's proud of that. Be interesting to see how far he gets in Texas. Uh, and I trust that you all will hit him off at the pass so that he doesn't run for anything. <laughs> he doesn't run for anything else. Defeat him at the ballot box now so that he doesn't end up trying to do the rest of the country a great disservice. Because that's exactly what having Beta O'Rourke in any office in the country would be a tremendous disservice to the people of Texas. And I trust the people of Texas will look at him and say, nah, nah. And, well, and, and actually, what is it? it? His actual name is not, of course, Beto. I don't even know where that came from. Um, you know, but I guess he wants to relate to the Hispanic community. But the guy is Irish, right? Isn't uh, what is it? Thomas Francis O'Rourke or something like that? I mean, give me a break. So please, Texans, please, all my Texas listeners, don't let him get any further, okay? <laughs> just, just, just nip this in the bud. Uh, go to the ballot box and make sure that he goes absolutely no further. Wow. The number again is 888-589-8840. Well, look, there are a lot of issues that we could talk about, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you all to bring up anything that you, you want to, to get in the mix uh, obviously, they're spending us into oblivion. Uh, the inflation continues to skyrocket. Uh, 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 Biden is not backing off on these radical appointments that he's making of these people who just might as well just go ahead and say, look, I'm a member of the Communist Party. Because that's how far out they are. Uh, and, and at some point, folks, at some point, Whoever gets into office, Congress, Senate, White House, is going to have a lot of undoing to do, a lot of work to do. This is not, you can't just kind of launch off and say, okay, here's the vision. You've got to actually back up and undo a lot of the damage that they're doing to the country right now. And I trust that most of it will be reversible. 888-589-8840. You know what? Let's come to your calls. Uh, let's go to Chris in Ohio. Chris, welcome. Oh, God bless you, Bishop. We just, we love you, our whole family. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank and, you, sir. Same to you. Oh, sir, I just wanted to let you know we are 100% behind this young man. Uh, you and I, I was in the Army during Vietnam. And you being a Marine, I tip my hat, and what a, we're brothers Thank in arms. your service, too. Amen. And just uh, mentioning, and I did train under Chuck Norris. We never hear about these type of people, you know, that uh, had programs that showed the things that uh, to come up against these things. And, yes, this young man, what I, my own self, believe me, we had a, uh, there's a motto in the military, and I retired from law enforcement, Somebody points a gun at you, then it's either you or me. And 
and it's and I'm, my motto is it's always going to be the other person. And so, amen. Yes, and so there's. I just want to let you know there's many of us rugged woodsmen and hunters. We we shoot animals all the time, and we butcher them, and we use their meat. We use our guns mm-hmm. and weapons for a good purpose. But if we have to do use our weapon to defend us or somebody else, we're going to do it. And that young man is to be commanded. He didn't want to kill that those people, but when it's either you or me, and I I don't see how these people that come up against this all the time, I it just unbelievable Chris thank you so much for the call man and and thank you again for your service and happy Thanksgiving to all of you by the way happy Thanksgiving uh, we've got a couple of days before Thanksgiving of course but uh, let me say happy Thanksgiving to you all now and let me echo what Chris has said if it has to be them or me it's going to be them if I have anything to say about it it's going to be them And that is a God-given right. Government can't delegate that right. That is a God-given right. And thank God for a jury that could see through all of the racial nonsense, uh, trying to paint him as some kind of evil person, a 17-year-old kid, just utterly ridiculous. Um, Okay, folks, listen, stand by. I'm going to come to your call. It's going to be all your calls in the next segment. 888-589-8840 is the number. Uh, it, it really is a travesty that these folks are continuing. You would think they would say, look, the jury has spoken. But, you know, this is this is you know what they're saying now. This just pro- Colin Kaepernick said this just proves that America's rotten to the core and that the system doesn't work and that you have to completely destroy it, throw it out. And put that's see that's what they really want. That's what they're up to. It's, he he is such an ignoramus, and he is that he doesn't even know that our system was designed to say we would rather even have the guilty go free than put the innocent in prison. That's the, a principle of the criminal justice system. But they want you to lock people up because they don't like them. Back in a moment. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us in His image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. It all came down to the ultrasound. And I saw this little lima bean looking thing with 
a halo, which I thought was incredible. A baby wasn't really in the plan for this young mom. After seeing a halo on her baby on ultrasound at a preborn center, she was still leaning towards abortion. And I got to hear the heartbeat and I got chills. In that moment, I just felt God's arms come around me and hug me and tell me that it was gonna be okay. Preborn centers are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the country as they equip centers to save more babies and souls. To find out more, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. I choice to become a mom and hear those little footsteps running down the hallway every morning is all because I had an ultrasound. It saved my life and hers. This is our break from the grind of life. We can pause, and it's, and it's something we have to schedule like everything else we put on the schedule. Your family is busy, but the dinner table is a great place for you to connect. Here's Ted Cunningham on Focus on the Family Minute. We want our kids to walk away from our family table when they leave our home going, that was a place that was slow, it was enjoyable, we were relaxed. I feel there is where my mom and dad really got to know me. They asked me probing questions there. One of the big aspects of the family table for us is safety. This is a safe place, so you can share. We can hold one another accountable here. We can confess here. Uh, We always want that family table to be a place where they long to come back to. We want them to come back. We want them to bring their children. We want them to bring our grandchildren. Hear more from Ted about making mealtime a priority at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. In this very dangerous world, a world that is becoming, and frankly, a country that is becoming increasingly more dangerous as these leftists and George Soros literally finance crime, because that's what they're doing. They're financing crime. They're paying the bail, reducing the bail, eliminating the bail of violent criminals and sending them back out on the street to do more harm to more people. Uh, We need people who are going to defend our Second Amendment rights with, with absolute vigor. Because we know that with, and we've seen this with the decline of, of the ability of police to respond because their, their numbers have been decimated, their morale has been decimated, um, their, their, the rules of engagement have, have completely changed so that police officers have been told many times, stand down, don't get involved, don't. Who's, who's going to defend you? I think we know it's going to be you. And uh, this guy, O'Rourke, down in Texas, has said basically he's going to confiscate the very weapon that Kyle Rittenhouse was able to carry legally, by the way, because it was a long rifle, long barreled rifle. He was able to carry it legally. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have even been able to have, which meant he would have been defenseless. And I, I am 99% certain he would be dead right now. And you know what? The same people who are criticizing his acquittal would be dancing on his grave. 888-589-8840. Let's come back to your calls and let's go to Phil in Texas. Phil, welcome. 
All right, Phil, you got to turn that radio off in the background. <laughs> there you go. You feel you with me? Yes. All right, there you go. There you go. I'm going to turn the radio off now, yes. Yes, we are so okay. thankful for you and for your stand for the Lord. And Thank you. I just want to encourage you. I appreciate what you said earlier about how all they're trying to do on the left is find ways to hurt Americans and hurt America. And I heard something not too long ago on, on AFR, and this person was saying that the Democrats' purpose is to destroy our economy, collapse the military, ruin health care, and collapse the borders. And I'll tell you what, they're on their way to accomplishing all four of those and more. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess create lawlessness in our streets. Exactly, yes. Yeah. It's just yeah. hard to believe they can be so evil and want what is so detrimental to our country, but their purpose is to bring us down. That's what they're trying to do, and I get so upset over it. All we can do is keep praying. Keep praying and get and be active and vote and make your voice heard. So, Phil, that that's what we 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 just look. We know that right is ultimately going to win. We know that because evil simply cannot win. God won't allow that to happen. But in the meantime, we've got to make sure that we're we're on the battlefield, ready to do battle. And I say battlefield, folks. Here again, I'm not I'm not talking about violence. Now I'm talking about being on the political and social battlefield to stand up for the things that we believe in. Hey, Phil, thank you so much for the call. Hey, Phil, are you guys going to elect Beta O'Rourke? Oh, listen, I was just going to say, he would be a disaster. <laughs> that's the only word for it. He is so evil. He's against everything that's Christian and right. Uh, yeah, it, it, apparently including his own identity. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Thanks for the call, my friend. God bless you. Yeah, I mean, because what, what is the... I, who, what is the Beto stuff? I mean, give me a break. I mean, wow. Like Rachel Solazal, you know. I know, I know that I'm white, but I identify as black. I mean, what? What? And her parents are saying, we, 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 we don't know what to say. I mean, her parents just look at her, we don't know what to say. But this, this is the confusion that we are faced with in the world today. Be who God made you to be. My goodness gracious. Okay, let's go to Johanna in Texas. Also, I got a lot of Texas calls today. Hi, Johanna. Hey, I'm so delighted to talk to you. Um, I just heard you talking about our uh, candidate Beto in Texas, and he is from the El Paso area, and I think he adopted that nickname so that he would be more um, liked by uh, Hispanic people because it's an Hispanic nickname for Robert. Uh that's the reason for that. But I did want to share with you that in the last election, he ran against Ted Cruz for Senate. Right. And it was much more race than we ever dreamed it would be. And I talked with a political analyst after the election. He informed me that the reason we have Ted Cruz in the Senate, not Beto, is because of the great influx we had before that election from people around the country who were moving to the red state. They brought their values with them. And they voted for Ted. The millennials, the Texas millennials, all would have put Beto in office. Wow. So that is motivating for us to get the word out to as many people as possible before the next election about iVoterGuide, which is now under the auspices of AFA. That is a marvelous tool that equips people to cast informed votes on nearly every election, on the, every uh, race on the ballot. 
So that's my tip wow. for today, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, Johanna. And once again, AFA is in the forefront of trying to save this country. Uh, I Voter Guide is a very, very important tool, folks. Go to the AFA website and find out more about that because we need to know where these candidates stand and we need to make sure that every conservative Christian voter is registered and gets out to vote. Because I'll tell you what, I think I'd probably be mourning for who knows how long if somebody like Robert Francis O'Rourke were to be elected to anything including to dog catcher in Texas, because he doesn't deserve to get elected to that. Okay, 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's keep going. We've got David in Iowa. David, welcome. Hi, Bishop. How are you doing? I am blessed, sir. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, thankful for all that you do, the work you're doing for the Lord, and uh, just keeping people informed of what's going on. Um Thank you. I want to talk about uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse, if they want to say he's a white supremacist, uh, but the guys that he killed, these was white guys. These wasn't black guys that he killed. And so yeah. how you know how they redefining what us white supremacist <laughs> is now? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and the thing is, and one of them, and we know he didn't deserve to die for that, but he had, he attacked. Kyle Rittenhouse. He was a child molester. It spent 15 years in prison, and they're turning these people into martyrs, victims like, oh, they were such great people, and they were out fighting for justice. No, they were out looking for trouble. Yes, yes. And <sighs> if they watch the film, they'll see. I mean, they was chasing him. He was trying to, he wasn't, you know, right. the attacker, He they was chasing him, and then, you know, I, I think, you, you said it earlier, they have Joe Biden and the left have divided our country and got people so screwed up with this black and white issues that they're not really seeing what's really behind it. This is all spiritual warfare. Amen. Amen. You said that, brother. That is definitely what we are dealing with. We are dealing with spiritual warfare. I talked a little earlier about this this cult-like mindset because that's what it is. It's almost like when you, as I keep thinking about this, and I know this is not what you called to talk about, David, but when you tell a boy that you have you have a boy's body and a girl inside you, that is crazy. There's no such thing. But they tell people that, and if you question it, there's something wrong with you for questioning that. When when the very construct, and they this is what they do with everything. I mean, it's it's just utterly insane so david we have to keep praying and stay active so thank you so much for the call my friend really appreciate it okay let's try to get uh norman oh wait, wait a minute norman i'll come right to you i think richard's a little ahead of you let's go go to richard from texas richard welcome richard are you there oh okay richard you stand by let's go to norman <laughs> norman we're back to you Okay. Uh, hey, man, you know, uh, God bless you. Uh, f- first of all, you know, I think the, what the uh, the leftists up there in, uh, in Joe Biden's administration is trying to do is to uh, disable this country, into, including our military, where China can just move right on in. You know, they're trying to take over, and, and you know, and I believe that they want to disable us so much that we have to depend on them until that happens. And and. As far as uh, Beto O'Rourke goes, are you out of your mind? 
That's not going to happen, huh? right? I don't think there's any way that we're going to elect that man in the office. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you tell people in Texas you're going to confiscate their guns and you tell them that, I think that's probably not a very good campaign strategy. But a that's what he wants man, to they do. Won't let me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I said, I'm a blind man, so I mean, I don't own a gun, but I, hey, if I had one, I'd still defend myself here at my Amen. home. You know? <laughs> Amen. You know? All right. Okay. Well, well, Norman, God bless you, brother. You, you, I'm so glad that you called. Really appreciate it. Um, folks, we're almost out of time. I don't know whether I've got somebody else I can get to, but I, I, I will do my best if, you, if you're on waiting. But look, the most important thing is this. No matter how bad this all looks, and it does look bad. I mean, it does look bad. We have to remember, God is on the throne. We are his representatives in the earth. And we're going to win. It's just that plain and simple. I believe that with every fiber of my being. I think this Virginia election was proof positive. Because look, folks, conservatives have been out of power for eight, over a decade in Virginia. And suddenly, back in. And not just conservatives either. I mean, we're talking about Christians, people who love God. And I, I said earlier, we even had some breakthroughs in some delegate races because, as you all know, the Republicans have taken over the House of Delegates again, too. And that happened in part because of wins in some predominantly Democrat and black districts. This is what I've been predicting. I think we're, we're, we're witnessing the beginnings of a tsunami that is going to sweep these folks out of office and they're going to end up having to force themselves, force themselves to regroup and rethink what they're doing because it's not working. The American people are awakening to just how you all use the word evil they are. That's going to do it for today. I'll be back though tomorrow. In the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.